The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rotorol Football Show live for day two from Radio Row at Super Bowl uh, LV3. I can never remember. Super Bowl 58, I believe, in American English. I am Patrick Darty, of course, joined by Mr. Denny Carter and a very special guest today. Uh, you may know him as at whale underscore capper on Twitter. We know him as Drew Densick. He's an NFL, NBA, and tennis expert for NBC Sports. You can catch him every day on Bet the Edge with Mr. Jay Croucher on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. We're going to pick Drew's brain on Super Bowl 58 from a betting perspective. We're going to, frankly, try to recreate a very lengthy argument we had at dinner <laughs> last night. It was. It was lengthy. It was, and I listened to the whole thing. It was very, very lengthy. I don't know if I remember every contour of it, but we're going to get into... Uh, what I think is the defining question of the Super Bowl, we talked about it with ESPN's Kevin Clark on Monday. Is this a narrative-based Super Bowl or is this a numbers-based Super Bowl? Every Super Bowl, of course, is uh, both of those things uh, <laughs> to some regard. But this year, you know, the numbers say the 49ers are the favorite. Not, some people say the prohibitive favorite, Drew. Drew was kind of dabbling into that. Uh, the narrative is saying, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Not going to lose to Brock Purdy. And so we're, <laughs> we're going to try to examine that from every angle and just we'll just get into that right off the top drew is why are the betters all in on the 49ers lay out this argument sure um, from analytical betting perspective where what is it today is it two points minus two for yep. the 49 and you were saying that if like the fish the public had pushed it to pick them it'd be considered like the bet of a lifetime if by the betting community on the 49ers why is the betting community view this so differently than the fans do it's a, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fair question, and um, it's uh, to be, con- to have full conviction that Mahomes is, you know, so much better than, um, you know, the next best quarterback in the NFL, and can elevate his game and elevate this group of this cast of characters uh, that <laughs> he's, characters. Uh, you know, that he's playing with. The outside of Travis Kelsey, obviously, um, you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, there's like, there's a, there's a, um, what's the right word? A loss of version. Mm-hmm part of this right if you're going to the window and you're making a bet like you don't want to do something that makes you feel stupid right you don't want to wake up on monday and be like why why in the world did i fade (laughs) the guy that has now who has done it against all odds now he's one as a dog two weeks in a row uh last week i thought was sure the ravens gonna win no no he he did it again you know a guy who's he's he's already in his fourth super bowl in in just seven years in the league a chance to to win his third like it does feel a little inevitable uh, and, you know, I don't think anyone that bets Mahomes this weekend is going to wake up on Monday and be like, 
man, I feel stupid. <laughs> right? They're going to wake up and they're going to say, you know what? I'll go to war with them next year. Yeah. Uh, because over the balance of your lifetime doing this, if you only just bet Mahomes as a dog in the playoffs, you're doing quite well. Absolutely. <laughs> so I think ultimately like, there's a, there's a, a safety uh, and uh, kind of a comfortableness with uh, a lot of the public, uh, you know, players for this market that just they want to be on the side of Mahomes. They, you know, they want to be on the winning side. And I, I can tell you that the case for the Niners is, is definitely um, more analytical. Mm-hmm. It's more based on this team uh, that they have on, yeah, that, and, and the statistical profile it's that they put together over logic. the balance of the season. Yes, uh, because you know, if you hold up what the Chiefs have done offensively this season, yeah. Not, it's not great. No, no, I mean, I mean, all of their advanced stats are, are very middling until you the know, playoffs, where he's gone like uh, nuclear no. mega EPA mode. Uh, no, I mean, it's better. It's better, but it's not like old Mahomes. It's, like he, it's game manager Mahomes. That, that's what I'll. I'll, not, I'll, I'll I'm going to keep saying. This is the worst gonna, thing you've been workshopping. I'm going to keep all going <laughs> with game manager Mahomes. Uh, so I, I actually going into this game on on Sunday, I sat down. I said, okay, I'm going to look at the numbers to make sure that I'm right in that. The 49ers offense cannot succeed against this Kansas City defense. They just can't. So I looked at the numbers, and folks, uh, the opposite is true. <laughs> because here's the thing. Everything that Kansas City does well on defense, Brock Purdy and the Niners counter it well. Uh, some examples. Kansas City defense uh, had a 38% pressure rate during the regular season. That's the sixth best in the league. Well, Brock Purdy had the second highest yards per attempt against pressure mm. and the third best completion rate against pressure. Um, only 13%, stick with me here, this is a little, a little in the weeds, but only 13% of the pressures against Brock Purdy this season turned into sacks. That's the third lowest rate among 36 qualifying quarterbacks. So yep. he's, he's good against pressure. They know how to, uh, uh, they know how to counter uh, pressure. And while Purdy has struggled against top secondaries, I do think that they have what it takes to get over on this defense, including, I know we're going to get into this, including an elite rushing game against a pretty bad rush defense. Yeah, no, and I I honestly, that's where it starts, and that's how you carry into Purdy finding success. Um, The answers for the test are are pretty clear for Shanahan, right? Make the Chiefs prove prove that they can stop the run without exposing their secondary. And, you know, it's pretty well trodden. You know, the, the Chiefs, one of the, I think maybe the second worst defense in the league in uh, defending the zone run. Um, the, uh, I, did not, I don't know if you know this, but uh, San Francisco 49ers are, like, historically good at the zone run. Yeah. Um, and uh, what that could, should, could and should set up is uh, early down runs for the Niners uh, that are successful, that uh, create short second downs for Brock Purdy, opportunities to lean into play action, which is a Kyle Shanahan staple, yeah. uh, and honestly just a little bit of a soft landing for an offense that is extremely talented in every facet of the game. And so I think ultimately... Uh, if you're asking me, like, okay, which of these uh, offenses has a easier test out of the gate? Yeah. It is clearly the Niners. And that then leads into, okay, well, uh, if you are going into this game as the Niners and you have high confidence in your offense scoring points, that gives you a little bit of latitude to be a little bit aggressive on the defensive side right. of the ball. Right? And I think uh, what I would expect... Uh, and I don't know if this came up last night when we were discussing this or if this is a newly formulated opinion. Uh, I'm at the stage now where I bet the Niners. I'm talking myself into it more and more and more and more, right? So it's, yeah, it's yeah, my, yeah. my, my case is growing. More more. My case is growing here. Um, and uh, the defense, I think, has the opportunity to come in with a pretty aggressive game plan where they can stack the box and they can 
count on Charverius Ward shutting down half of the field, and they can say, hey, uh, Mahomes, we know that you made your career off of the home run throw, but now do it with your wide receiver two, three, and four. Go do it with Justin Watson and Richie James. Right. right? Go do it with Marquez Valdez Scantling consistently because you're, I'm with you. I think Mahomes is very much in his game manager phase, and that's like, thank you. It's just the, that's just the way the league has evolved. That's right. Right? Yeah. The, the league absorbed Mahomes, the home run hitter, yes. and said, well, we're not no going to win. We can't, hit, we can't hit as many home runs because we don't have Mahomes, so we must yeah. take that away. And yeah. that's going to force him into matriculating the ball down the field. By the way, I'm, gonna, I'm going for a record of saying the word matriculating, matriculating. the most <laughs> of anyone this week. I know a lot of people are saying matriculating, but I'm going to try to set the bar. I love matriculating. Um, it's and a good word. He, it's, he, he's been forced into matriculate. And he has become outstanding at it. Yeah. But uh, I think if you are telling, you know, this Chiefs, you know, if, 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 you, if you get a little bit aggressive with the blitz, if you load the box to stop the run, yeah. uh, if you're the Niners defense, eventually you're going to get a chaotic play where Nick Bosa is running amok and, you know, gets a clean shot on Mahomes. Or Marquez Valdez-Scantling drops a key pass. Or you create a fumble because, you know, the fifth option has the ball in his hands at a worst possible time for the Chiefs. So, you know, I think there's a lot more fragility with the uh, Chiefs offense in this one than there is with the Niners, surely. Uh, and I think uh, the Niners are a front-running bully kind of a team they where are. if this turns into a positive game state for them, like, I, look, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not ever – I don't know what the point differential has to be for me to be like, Mahomes ain't coming back from this, <laughs> right? Like, it's going to have to be big. It's going to have to be a big number, right, for me to be like, okay, we can just kind of move on with our day, right? But – at yep. dinner last Nine night, you were referencing, of course, uh, the last time the Chiefs went down, I believe, twenty-four to nothing to the Texans in the divisional that, round. That was before. Easily, that was before game manager Mahomes. It was before. He, so first off, game manager Mahomes is a good thing, because like you're uh, saying, yeah, the I'm way not, to be boring, uh, the way to have success right now is to be boring. That's right. Well, Josh Allen, he's willing to be boring for like two quarters. And he's like, ah, screw this. he gives up on it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then he gets strip sacked sure, immediately sure. inside the twenty-yard line. So that's a point in Mahomes' favor right it now. It is. One thing I keep coming back to with the Chiefs, I was trying to find a stat almost the entire time you guys were talking. But, uh, I saw with, you grinding over with there. With the Chiefs and their run defense. First, it's not like the Chiefs have like like an actively terrible run defense. Because the Chiefs as a whole have probably the best defense in the NFL. They didn't all more than 20 points, 28 points all season. Yeah. They've actually set the record this year for the most games allowing 28 mm. points or fewer, surpassing the 2,000 Baltimore Ravens. Wow. An extra game, of course, helps. Uh, they had that extra wild card that's a, game. That's insane, though. Um, so it's, a, it's an amazingly well-rounded defense. What I keep coming back to with the Chiefs' run defense, like this is definitely like projection, maybe wish casting yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, let's hear your wish I, casting. As I was dabbling at a dinner <laughs> last night, I, I think the Chiefs, they just don't care if you get the rushing stats. Sure. They give you the run. And I almost think you're almost falling into a trap of right. the 49ers. Yeah, we're, every, all the numbers say we got to just run CMC nonstop. Right. And the Chiefs, yeah, fine. Yeah, I don't care. Because yes. like, you could do that. For two or three drives, say you get 10 points out of three drives, running the ball, great, great. Three, 10 points into Mahomes yeah. is nothing. And then, so the 49ers, they've been running, but then they get put in a position where they have to pass, and they can't. Well, they can do it, of course. The Brock Purdy against the Blitz stuff. It's not what they want to do. No, no. It's not, it's not ever what Shanahan want, wants to do. I will say. Would I, you say the Chiefs, though, I, want. I, I would venture the merit. Chiefs want the 49ers to run. Uh, we want the 49ers so, to run. I think the Chiefs want the 49ers I, I to run. I think you're right, but I think that that. That could be a tremendous mistake on Casey's part because yeah, right. just to give you just to give you an idea, Drew mentioned uh, uh, how good the Niners are on early downs, uh, particularly first down. So just give folks an idea: the 49ers are the only team in the NFL this season with a positive rush EPA 
EPA on first down. Okay, the only one, and it's by far, far and away. In fact, it's so high, it's higher than 27 teams pass EPA on first down. So if you're going to give somebody the run, I feel like the Niners are not the team to give the run to. That's true. Because they will, they will, I mean, this could be, honestly, with the right game script, Sure. this is this could be a 200-yard game for McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. It, could, no, it could be something like that. I, I feel think, like there's literally no way. So there's, there's merit to what you're saying, which is that, the Chiefs' defense is structured to give up the run. I agree with that. I don't know if they're doing it by, you know, entirely out of goodwill, yeah, or if yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. of like, well, we don't have we don't have a jumbo package. We don't have big bodies. Not so. everything can be a strength. Yeah, and uh, yeah, not everything <laughs> can be a strength. And but they they do have a ton of confidence in their secondary players making tackles for good reason. Those guys are awesome. Like their secondary can absolutely kind of prevent explosive runs, yeah. uh, which should uh, you know explosive kind of make things make that should get, it's going to make things a little bit tougher for the Niners, right? Like, are we going to see a 20, 30 yard rip? Uh, tough to say, right? But if you're if you're consistently giving Brock Purdy short yardage to convert second and third downs in this game, and Shanahan's in his bag with some of the uh, kind of exotic pass, you know, some of the exotic formations, some of the exotic uh, pre-snap motions, really confusing mm-hmm. uh, things, you know, in the uh, in the early going there, creating space for his wide receivers, uh, and then utilizing play action. I think you can absolutely expect, uh, you know, high efficiency, which is kind of the calling card of the Brock Birdie offense. And so even though this is by far their toughest test, they're going up against the, the most outstanding secondary they faced all season probably. I still think that they have the keys. I feel like that seems like a bigger problem for the 49ers, Brock Purdy against the secondary, than like a positive. So I think Purdy against the secondary is a bigger problem than McCaffrey against this run defense is a positive, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. If you're measuring the two against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I guess here's the other thing. Congratulations to... um, the uh, the chief secondary for holding uh, Zay Flowers and, and Odell Beckham Jr. down like you know yeah. good, well it's done a, uh, way, you know, the shell the, the the shadow of uh, of Stefan Diggs yeah. and, and yeah. Shakir like congratulate like well done they didn't even stop Shakir. yeah they didn't even stop uh, Shakir. You guys ever heard of this guy yeah. named Tyreek Hill it was a revenge oh, yeah he definitely he was 100 percent healthy he definitely wasn't in a walking boot five minutes before that game started and five minutes after it ended uh, but no no this 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 is this is a true test right you know I now I I personally would put a line through Brandon Ayuk for MVP, for yardage, for all of that. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, honestly, we, the expectation is Snead, Snead uh, follows him around the field. And Snead is freaking amazing. Like, he, like, is, like Brandon Ayuk, despite being one of the greatest separators in the NFL, and despite having incredible point of attack, you know, point of catch, um, you know, uh, skill set, uh, he's he's it's still going to be very tough to for Purdy to identify opportunities to get to him because of how good Snead is. So I I think you're going to have to get it done with uh, some of your alternative weapons there. But exactly, you're making the very good point that they haven't exactly been facing murderers row at receiver in the playoffs. But Denny and I have been grinding the Sumer Sports uh, oh, breakdown of the okay. Super Bowl. Really okay. good. Made yeah. the point that I have seen on Twitter: the Chiefs all year like put a lid on number one receivers. Sure, and this is like the most daunting challenge Brandon Ayuk will face all year, which to me, it makes Debo like feel like the X factor yes, sure. for this game. Uh, both from maybe being the change of pace runner right. for Christian McCaffrey right. and be the, the guy against the Chiefs zone uh, not the Chiefs playing a lot of man but like if they get any zone looks like Debo's going to have to rip those, take advantage of that. And Debo feels like yeah, huge surprise! I'm saying one of the best players in the 49ers is an X factor. It feels like maybe the X factor for me, more than CMC, more than Ayuk. I think I don't think the 49ers can win 
with uh, maybe not like a vintage Debo game, but they can't have like the Debo game where he's like in and out of the blue tent. Sure. And like he's one of the most very critical players in this game. I, I, I would think that there's a, a universe where CMC goes for over 100 and Debo approaches 100 yards on the ground because they, they, they're going to hammer the, the run here. There's just no two but ways about they? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because listen, we, they, they're not Todd Munkin. It's not Todd <laughs> Munkin. Shanny's not Todd Munkin. No, no. Mon- Shanny's the no, most tilted no, coach Munkin in the NFL. Munkin didn't want to be told what to do, so they were going to drop back <laughs> and true. sling it. Okay? And Shanahan loves establishing it. We know this. It, it actually drives us, as fantasy managers, yeah, it, it often drives us insane. It's true. Because we want George Kittle to score more touchdowns. We want him to get more targets. We want Debo yeah. to get more targets. And it just doesn't happen. Yeah, okay? even, even at deficit last week against right. the, the, uh, the Lions. They're and still plugging away. Exactly. They, did the op- yes. they did the opposite of the Ravens. Yeah. They kept plugging away. They stuck with it. And, and, and they're and so good on the ground like I, I know I'm not breaking news the Niners are good on the ground but but, but it's not that they're good it's they're otherworldly compared to every other team in the league yeah, no. and it doesn't and, and now now they're facing a subpar rush defense they're yeah. not they're not facing well, a world sub, hold on the Chiefs they're subpar the Chiefs run defense thing is getting really overplayed they weren't like an elite run defense <laughs> they were not like a run defense allowing 150 yards a game like 5 yards per carry I think they were the, the boomer stats I think it was like 4.5 yards per carry it was over 100 rushing yards a game uh, but they, they weren't like, first off, it was hard to run against. Even this year, the Chiefs were usually in the lead, even though they finished yes. Uh, yes. 10 and 7, mm-hmm. 11 sure. and 6 or whatever. Sure. So you're not getting to run a ton against them. Yes. It, it's, it is the weakness of their defense. I wouldn't say it's like this glaring I, I weakness it's glaring. that it's getting made up. I think it's glaring. You saw what the Raiders did against them on Christmas Day. They yeah. hammered Actually, them I didn't see it. I didn't even watch well, that. Well, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they probably have a different they feeling. Even, so they weren't even, the Raiders weren't even pretending to pass the that ball. Was, you know, they though. They weren't even pretending. They were like, we're going we're gonna to hand it off. We're yeah. going to get seven yards. That was the final game. That was their final game of Golden State Warriors mode where they were uh, messing around. They uh, didn't yeah. even uh, care. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Listen, Christmas Day, noon Central on Christmas Day. Who cares? Just like the Niners, they, the, the the Chiefs have pass rushers who are not interested in stopping the run. Correct. That's, That's not true. what they're there for. Okay, yes. they're going to stand up and they're going to say, "Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to I'm, I'm going to save my energy to get that sack." Yeah, they're okay? also uh, they're also beat up. They are yeah. beat up. There's some key players that have missed time and will not be available for this game for their run defense, which I think uh, kind of you know down you have to downgrade that unit if not manually, just you know at a player level as you're constructing a you know a fair for this, and then. Um, you know the intangibles about the uh, the Niners, which I think are important to you know because again, like I, I I know that there's plenty of scope from Pat Mahomes to go win a third Super Bowl. Like, don't get me wrong, don't take this as like this is a done deal in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but yeah, that's what I heard. But <laughs> all the intangibles, I think, check the box of the Niners ahead. You know, in in their matchups against the uh, Chiefs, and you look at the um, uh, the injury to Joe Thune. Which uh, really was not exposed much against the Ravens. It's not good. Um, it uh, now he now now you have uh, Hargrave and uh, Armstead with two weeks to get right. And two as Jay Croucher was saying right. at dinner, two weeks to get like pain killing injections. Sure, sure. Like the, like those guys will be. You know, we're we're talking monsters out there, no question. <laughs> and uh, you have you have you have positive matchups on the interior. For, for pass rush, you can get quick pressure on Mahomes. You can force him out of the pocket, presumably into the arms of Chase Young uh, or Nick Bosa. And so I think there's kind of good synergy on that defensive line matching up against this Chiefs offensive line. Um, I personally, I would just like to see this a clean, I would see, like to see a clean game. Right, like if there's holding, we should we should acknowledge it and call it. Right, like you know, I, I don't want to see uh, you know Taylor and uh, 
um, and uh, Smith getting away with uh, holds on every obvious passing down like they have for much of the season. Um, but uh, that said, like the, the, the pass rush and the front four for the uh, Niners should be able to generate pretty aggressive pressure in must-pass situations, which, you know, really kind of like if it is a two-score deficit at any point in time, like the last Super Bowl between these two teams where it was, you know, 10 points heading into the closing stages, like the pass rush should be more effective this time because of the weaknesses of the offensive line of the Chiefs and because of the ability for the Niners to just continue to, to beat them up on the ground. Uh, to belabor this point, but also try <laughs> to put like a bow on it. Sure. I'd, I just still think, so the run game in general we know is less efficient than the passing game. And sometimes the run game can become like the classic, like what do you even win when you win? Like if you told me the 49ers had 160 yards rushing and still lost the game, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, great. Their running sure, game sure. was amazing. And then they faced Patrick Mahomes and scored fewer points because that was Patrick Mahomes and he was passing the ball all over the yard and more efficiently and more explosively yeah. moving the ball. The 49ers, of course, can do that also in the passing more game. More than him. I just I think the run game thing is getting – it's an X factor. But I, don't, I think it's getting a little overhyped down here at the we Super talk, Bowl radio room. We just, we, <laughs> we just talked about how the 49ers are a front-running team, and that's true because obviously they scramble and they don't know what to do when they're down by you know, sure. more than five, six points, whatever it is. I know they just made a, a tremendous comeback in the NFC title game, so <laughs> ignore that. But uh, Recent history aside. But are, are we sure that the Mahomes Chiefs, as currently constructed, are not also a front-running team? Are they, are they constructed in a way that would allow them to come back? Say they go down 17 nothing in this game. Can they come back from that? Can they dink and dunk their way to 17 points? I don't, I, I don't know. I'm remembering I, a lot of games this year where they, in comeback mode, desperately needed a playmaker to make a play, and it did not it happen. It did not happen. It really did not. And yeah. that is, it's, it's a small sample size. The small sample size does coincide with them finally not messing around anymore, narrowing the target tree, whatever. We're not getting the ball to like uh, Richie James yeah. or Justin Watson anymore. It's the three best players, <laughs> yeah. but it's a very small sample and, size. And, and uh, in the Baltimore game, Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rasheed Rice combined for seventy percent of the targets. So they are in "let's get it to the good guys" mode. You know, I'm which is good. Ask Drew a follow up to, uh, right after this. Okay. One another sweat during Super Bowl week. Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick have you covered with a special edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday evening. Hey, that's us. Join the guys on our NFL on NBC YouTube page at nine p.m. Eastern for an NFL Awards watch along and find out how they feel about the winners for Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and much, much more. That Can't wait. Gonna, that is gonna be awesome. Hearing you guys talk about that stuff, it is like hearing yeah. like a foreign language in the best possible way. It's like, man, I didn't know you We had a banner crying. year over the balance of the season. Really? Like, we high-pointed Lamar, MVP. We mm-hmm. high-pointed Miles um, Garrett. That one was the weirdest one of all. That's that's my biggest sweat on uh, of the night is DPOY. It, it should be Miles um, Garrett. Who else it could it be? It should be Miles Garrett. TJ Watt. Really? You love this leading sacks, and sometimes the voters are that reductive. That would, that would be very <laughs> I think it's going to be Miles. I, I really hope so. I think it would be like really a lifetime so. achievement award for Miles, too. He deserves it on the merit this year. No doubt. But he also needs like a lifetime achievement. Yeah, no doubt. Deploy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But so, Drew, you're confident, again, you are allowing Mahomes could happen. Of course. But we've established you're very confident about the 49ers. Uh, tell us, how confident are you about the 49ers in the lens? Of, like, what kind of uh, alt lines oh, would sure. you be into? And, sure. uh, Denny, someone explain what alt lines are to people who don't know, sort of me. Yeah. And uh, just yeah. how confident wow. are you, Drew? You can just begin. <laughs> I was going to ask Drew, can you, can you properly define an sure. alt line for the folks? Sure. So, um, the, uh, the spread in total are very robust markets. There is probably somewhere in the ballpark of ah, $100 million of worldwide liquidity informing that price, right? Um, what is somewhat independent of that is, well, what about like if the game is a blowout in either direction, right? right? Well, what happens then? And uh, the typical process for pricing those markets is to take oh, yeah, the, the two-point uh, two spread, 47.5-point total. This is what the distribution of outcomes looks like, right? And it's uh, it's divorced entirely from what we're talking about, right. the matchups, the you know the ability to front run, the ability to come back. Like it's entirely uh, segregated from what we think we know about these teams, and so that does op- open up opportunities where if you're like, okay, well, my fair f- and this is true, my fair for the Super Bowl is San Francisco 49ers should be three point favorites. They are two point favorites. That's not very much. It's a key number, but it's not a lot, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, That said, I think there is absolutely scope here where this is a game state much more like Niners-Cowboys, right? Or Niners-Eagles, right? Where if you have... Patty Mahomes is not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) If you have as clear an advantage out of the gate as the Niners do in this one, and if you are having early success and you have a matchup with your pass rush against an offensive line that is... hmm, somewhat of a question mark uh, I think that does open up scope for one-way traffic Niners here where this turns into a game state and a game where you have a bigger margin than three right and so if you're uh, you know if, if my distribution is lopsided if it has a fat tail where there's 15% of my population of simulated game outcomes is two touchdowns or more okay right then uh, you know if I think that it has something like a 20 to 15 percent range but market is giving me four to one or better type of price then that's a more fun way to bet and uh, and actually more profitable like, it's more profitable so I could sit here and stare at a market that I know is pretty efficient and say I have my one point edge on the main side you know I, I could put all of my liquidity into so that you like that one point out edge. across the, oh yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's just informing me which side I know you know I'm gonna try to attack Right. And then for me, at least, the shape of the distribution says there is a fat tail where the Niners' front four has success, where the Niners can play with the lead, uh, and where they can put a little bit of uh, space between themselves and the Chiefs. Because honestly, like, I, the Niners are a relatively complete team. They're the more talented team, in my opinion. And I think that question. You know, we're, we're looking past a lot of the Chiefs' flaws because Mahomes has gotten them to this point. And uh, this Mahomes-led Chiefs offense is, they're not as flawed as the team that uh, got their bell rung by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Surely that was like a truly broken offensive line. 
and I missed that. Like, I really, like, strongly regret I think everyone that. missed I think everyone that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be that bad. And especially because, like, I didn't have a t- Like, I wasn't, like, like, wowed by the pass rush for the Bucks, but they were so overwhelming yeah. that it was just com- a non-compete. And I don't think we were talking about that level of game state, but I do think that you can hold the Niners' uh, talent on the D-line up high enough, and you can hold their talent in the running game high enough that, uh, that there's scope for this game to be... Uh, a little bit of a, a snoozer where the Niners uh, finally get the crown and it's not competitive. Danny, you have a thought? Yeah, I just, I, so with, with an alt line, could you even stretch it the other way where you could get sure you, you can get points for the Niners oh, question, in, yeah. in this game? Oh, for sure. For Obviously, sure. you're sacrificing. For sure. You're, you're laying a price. You're laying, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So basically, if you wanted to lay 400 to win 100, you could probably, you can get, actually, that the, the other way is also mispriced, in my opinion. Yeah. Right? Like, if you wanted Niners plus three and a half. Sure. Right? You're like, yeah. you're like, you know okay. what? I've spent I've spent a week talking about this game, thinking about two weeks thinking about these teams. Yeah, uh, everybody knows that this is going to be a close competitive game. Like this is going to be three points either way. Give me Niners plus three and a half. <laughs> sure, you can get that for in the ballpark of minus two hundred. So you lay two hundred to win a hundred. I, I see. That, okay. That's that's not crazy. Yeah, no. that's really not. <laughs> I feel I feel very comfortable with. Yes, with, I think because like uh, you know going back to having simulated this game and having a, a distribution of outcomes, most likely outcome is the Niners win by three for me. Second most likely outcome is the Chiefs win by three. Oh, really? Okay. Interesting. Okay. I, I, the way you, you've talked about this uh, at dinner last night and, and on the show. It's shaking my faith. Listen, but. I, no, it is. It has uh, converted me. Well. Almost a religious experience. <laughs> uh, I, I'm four, Niners by three touchdowns. Well, okay. So I've, I've been regathering my Chiefs forces over here. And I do agree that if there were to be a blowout, it would probably be more likely to be a 49ers blowout win. Yeah. I, I don't think a Chiefs blowout. Is entirely off the table. So we're talking about we're talking a lot about the Chiefs' weaknesses. Like what sure. about like a 49ers defense? Like it never it didn't quite fall apart, but it was like high key struggling and a not, lot of really critical yeah, moments down the stretch in the playoffs. They've come out really flat somehow two weeks in a row. Um, but Drew made a really interesting point. We'll have to get to about them coming out flat. Um, what would a Chiefs blowout win look like? Do you, is sure. that within the range of outcomes even? Do you yeah. consider oh, yeah. that within the range of outcomes yeah, for, sure. for this game? I'm old enough to remember Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was ugly. That was, I mean, yeah. that was, yeah. He's not referencing the Chiefs game. He's referencing, yeah, the 49ers. The 49ers, uh, four-pick performance by Brock Purdy. Yeah, and I, and like, look, like, I, I'm, I'm not, uh, we were, again, kind of referencing our, our conversations over the uh, days here, but uh, um you know, a lot of regular season handicapping is just—it's boring. It's numbers. It's crunch the numbers, come up with a fair, bet the bet the edge. Like that—that's it. Um, when you get to the playoffs, there is some witchcraft involved, right? There is some voodoo involved. There is some, and there is something to be said about the fact that Mahomes has been on this stage and performed well so many times. And that degree of experience is tough to—it's uh, tough to quantify. Yeah. Uh, it, you can think back to um, uh, Rams. Patriots, you remember that Super Bowl that was just oh, yeah. an absolute snooze fest. Three oh. points, thirteen three. Um, one of the, I was I was strong, uh, strong Brady and Belichick in that Super Bowl because I was like, man, you're going to give Belichick two weeks to solve Jared Goff, like he's going to solve him. Like this isn't this isn't uh, like this isn't that tough to envision a guy who's not been on this stage against a team that has been there six times. Like this is lops, this is uh, this is unfair. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, but the the sharp community was very very pro Rams that day because really? they every single metric they, that team was better in every single way. Like they had Hall of Famers on both sides of the line, and it was literally Brady Belichick and the MVP was freaking you know. No, Who nothing, was the not, MVP? It was Julian Edelman. It was, it was, it was, it was Julian Edelman got the MVP for catching like eight, eight tar- ten targets, eight so catches or something. One like of that. a, a master yeah. betters, like 
uh, key talents is being able to remember like every award yeah. winner. <laughs> like it just drew who was the 1992 NFL Coach of the Year and ooh, uh, uh, 90, no, I'm not, I'm not 82. Oh, 82? 92. Oh, 92. Oh, 92. Uh, Marv Levy probably. No, yeah, it was Schottenheimer. Yeah. Are you serious? Oh no, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he was a Coach of the Year uh, twice, I think. Once with the Chargers and once with the Spurs. A point you made yeah. that so too. I love how you're so analytically based. You you have to be. You lose money if you weren't. You'd be horrible at, at gambling and betting. <laughs> Sure. If you were all emotion and heart. But you made, an, I thought, an interesting emotion point about the 49ers last night. Where, So one reason, too, uh, yeah. the Chiefs are playing their best football in the biggest games here. Yeah, except the 40, for the last half. So the, yeah, it's true. The Chiefs going to shut down. <laughs> on the, sand. the 49ers, they're here in the Super Bowl. Sure. They were not impressive in the divisional or championship game. Inferior Packers and Lions teams. They like get out to big, multi-score leads. But you made the point uh, that they had, like, when a team, like, kind of like stares like death in the eye like that they have their rat like like yannick center he's up two sets to love on novak Djokovic. he gets broken in the third and like novak could have avalanched him but but center in the quarterfinal excuse me semifinals the australian open he rallied he didn't like he didn't go down at the moment where he should have crumbled the 49ers did not do that the past that that was a point that kind of shook me a little bit like (laughs) the 49ers have already had like their worst possible game scripts and still survived to win they played like garbage last week yeah a lot of examples of this across all sports. Um, really in tennis, especially. When you're, yeah, I mean, uh, like, uh, uh, I, I do think that there is something to be said about teams rallying in the locker room around nobody believes in us. Right, like that happens. The Chiefs have the no. The Chiefs are like hardcore into the. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, us who are defending the Super Bowl, no one believes we can do it. Seventy-five percent of the betting public believes you can do it. Seventy-five (laughs) percent. Right. No, like they're like those rallying cries are real. Like they're you're you're getting these players motivated to go put themselves through you know physical war, Uh, and you know there's weird things that tell help uh, you know kind of elevate you in the moment. And the fact that the Niners have faced death. And survived, I think, well, could potentially let them play a little bit more carefree, right? Like nope. there's, there's, there's definitely, you know, there, there's a, there is a little bit of a, we don't, what, what, you know, yeah. th- like wh- whatever Kyle Shanahan said in the locker room at halftime, right. as you're down 17 points at home, you're just getting tr- dump trucked. Like the defense was getting embarrassed, and, were- and you came in as a heavy favorite. Coming as a heavy, yeah, seven, know. seven and a half. Your, yeah, your, your players' families are already booking Vegas yes, trips. Yes, They're like, right. everybody's like ready to go. We're this is we're, this is happening. We are going to and the Shanahan Super Bowl. Shanahan said, "I've I've yeah. already bought the tickets, guys. Yeah. You, you're going to have to win." Yeah, and no, I'll like, say there's an entire block of Lions uh, players' families on my floor here at Mandalay Bakes. They thought they were going to win in the first half. They keep yeah. crying. They kept their tickets oh yikes! Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there, there's there certainly was something said in that locker room that got those men to perform much more. You know, coherently in the second half. Yeah, did they get lucky? Yes, of course. Like it got caught a pass off face yeah, mask for crying out loud. Like, yeah, like that was extremely weird. What a nice like, if you caught. But, that. Uh, <laughs> but, but like ultimately, um, you know, the fact that like, you know, they were able to rally from those lows instead of just capitulating tells you something about the metal of that team. And I think that uh, you know, the playing a little bit looser, playing with the lead now after you know, kind of running downhill, like like. Um, I was actually pretty convinced they were going to cover that game after that. After they tied it, was getting, it so quickly, it was yeah. I was like, 
Oh, they might win by double digits. Oh, like this, really? like this is ha- like like they are they are running downhill with so much velocity right now. Like they they you could see they're all looking. Everybody's happy on the sideline. Everybody's like fired there, up. Like, there was a the, vibe that, shift. Yes, that was like like, <laughs> like you you could like that was probably their be- their happiest moment of the season. Yes. Yeah. Right? Oh. Like running downhill in the second half. I'm, there. Like who's to say you can't carry that momentum into this game? I, uh, see. Oh, you just said it. I was gonna congratulate you guys <laughs> on having a conversation <laughs> about football without saying momentum, and then Drew had to. Ruin it at the very end. It. Nobody believes it. in the Kansas emotional City. momentum. Yes. Nobody believes in the Chiefs. Nobody believes that we are going to take this break. We'll be right back after this. Join the party on the PGA Tour at TPC Scottsdale this week as Scotty Scheffler goes for his third straight title at the WM Phoenix Open. Check out all the big drives, holeouts, and rowdy fans on the 17th green on NBC Golf Channel as well as Peacock, where you can stream the entire tournament. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's just so many threads that I want to follow in these conversations. I'll stick with the Chiefs. Now, Drew, what do you think of the uh, the idea? So, you know, the whole narrative is this complete 49ers team, and then the Chiefs, they're one player in Patrick Mahomes. Sure. What do you think of the narrative that if the Chiefs win, there's literally no way Patrick Mahomes does not win Super Bowl MVP? Because I, I feel like this is like just a foregone conclusion that if the Chiefs win, Patrick Mahomes is going to be the MVP. Uh, how, I'm sure that's faulty thinking. And, yeah. Uh, take us through this. Yeah, uh, I think um – I was there last year for sure. I was beating the drum. You know, if you like the Chiefs, just bet Mahomes MVP. Like it's an even better bet by proxy. Um, having won now multiple awards, and and uh, the fact that there's a new wrinkle in the MVP voting this year. What's that? Really, twenty percent of the vote will be made up by the fans. Oh no! Stop it. Which means uh, there's a, a swifty angle here for Travis oh, Kelsey if oh the Chiefs win. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yes. The I'll Swift be, Army is going to <laughs> there flip. Could the, be a, there could be a little bit of a uh, there could be a, 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 a pretty clear troubling. and concerning. Dis- there could be a lopsided public vote. Oh now it's only twenty percent, right? Uh, but but uh, it's twenty twenty percent. Yeah. I mean, you, you have eighteen million people, yeah, who yeah. are going to vote for Travis. Travis Kelsey, yeah, like, three catches, eighteen yeah. yards, one touchdown just, uh, on nine just targets. Put, put me in the mind of a, a writer mm-hmm. on deadline in the third quarter of this game. Mm-hmm. He's like, man, I just want somebody to click my article and read it tomorrow. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm going to vote for Kelsey. And I'm going to write my article about it, and I'm going to get a bunch of people to click my article, and they're going to read about it. Like, like there's, 
there's absolutely scope for Kelsey to steal this. Um, I think if the Chiefs are successful, wow. it's largely because Kelsey contributes to the tune of 10 catches for 100 plus yards and a touchdown. Um, the fact that Cooper Cup snagged you know the award from uh, Stafford a couple years ago with the, like that type of stat yeah, line, yeah. I think tells you that there you know people are open to the, the idea of if a skill position player really point. does. Uh, show out to that degree that they're live to to steal the award so um you know i think uh mahomes right now probably makes up something like 85 or 90 percent of the equity for mvp and it's it should probably be closer to 75 80 um so i think uh i would not take mahomes mvp as a proxy for chiefs money line this year i think if you like the chiefs to win just just bet that and then you know you can have a good laugh when uh you know travis kelsey's up there and every single story about the super bowl is is has a uh has a kelsey spin i'm starting a writing campaign for me cole hardman (laughs) (laughs) he deserves it drew what is your uh, you might not have an answer for this what is your like the bet of the super bowl what is Is it just the 49ers covering (laughs) no well i mean i I like that i like that bet but um it's getting steamed to oblivion so apologies uh uh, Brock Purdy, they opened his attempts at 31 and a half. That's not right. That's not correct. <laughs> I guess it should be 27. I have no idea uh, why, yeah, that's yeah. So, why that's so uh, high. Um, well, the game would have to go off the rails. It would have to go off the rails. You know, the 49ers yeah. would have to be underdogs. It, I, I, like, honestly, um, for that to have, like, okay, so context here. Um, Purdy has only gone over 31 pass attempts what, three times in his career. A lot of those were wow. wildly negative game states, like the Ravens game on Christmas, um, like the Packers game uh, in the playoffs. Um, and so you kind of need a, a weird outlier game state anyway to get him in that ballpark. And then you add to this the idea of the likelihood that the rushing attack is successful for the Niners. You add to this the likelihood uh, that Kyle Shanahan continues his somewhat conservative tendencies since uh, you know the um, you know it, really the Jimmy G era and uh, the uh, the Purdy era in playoff moments. Like Shanahan is a run heavy dude. Like he is he, he is it. he is not inclined to let his quarterback lose him a game. No. Um, and so it's somewhat absurd for me to try to rationalize like Shanahan coming into this one and being like, you know what? Just let him rip forty <laughs> passes from Brock Purdy. Let it let it rip, There's buddy. No way. Like I just don't see it. Like no. and to, to the point where like the only thing I'm really kind of concerned about with this one because this one opened even money. Like it's gotten steamed to like maybe like minus one thirty, minus one forty ish to the under. Um, but uh, the only thing I'm really going to be sweating there is overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, could I will end the show with? I loved your point last night. You can kind of say this maybe about every Super Bowl, but more than any Super Bowl in recent memory, you were making the point like you could pre-record your Monday Reaction <laughs> podcast and two like, of them. Yeah, yeah, you could pre-record yeah. both of them because like when one team wins, it's going to be in an obvious way probably. When the other, what, what was your point on that? And uh, like, what, <laughs> yeah, what was your bit on that? Yeah, I mean, I, like uh, this is this has nothing to do with the fact that I'll be in uh, Hawaii on Monday and very un, 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 un interested in recording a podcast reacting to the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, the <laughs> you could pre-record it and just say uh, Pat Mahomes was a dog again. Duh! Like you know, this is, it, it's, it's really that simple. Like we went like like it was as straight. Like I feel like an idiot. It was as simple as uh, you know Mahomes versus Purdy, and I, I picked the Purdy side for some reason. Uh, (laughs) That's that's the Chiefs win. Uh, And then the Niners win is the Chiefs were a flawed team. We talked about it all season long. They were the they were the clear third shot to win the AFC on the eve of the playoffs. Mm. 
Who and oh by the way, they got beat by the Monstars from San Francisco, <laughs> who are more talented at every position on the field except for the quarterback position. Like obviously, surprise, they they lost yeah, by obviously 16. they lost by, yeah, so, by three scores. So yeah, Drew I mean, already has those in the can. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got to mix in a few things like like and of course the Chiefs had that Meikle Hardman fumble. <laughs> <laughs> of course the 49ers. Yes, can you can you believe? Valdez Scandling <laughs> dropped another one, guys. Can you believe it? Right. So How about those Pacheco runs? He runs angry. The, 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 Niners, the, the Niners won despite four Jake Moody missed field goals. <laughs> By the way, I would say hammer the under on those Moody field goals, but you made the point they're going to kick it, and he's one of they three. Love, the players, listen, so. Shanahan loves nothing more than to kick the ball on fourth down in the red zone. That's his thing. He's also a faith demonstrator, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. I, I have faith in my guy. Right. But, oh. uh, we have faith in Drew Densick to be so smart, so eye-open. He has deeply troubled me. He's trying to waver my <laughs> my Chiefs faith, but check him out every day on Bet the Edge with Jake. Well, Carson. you got extra skin in the game now. Now the Chiefs win. You were right, and I was wrong. And I so know. I is, know. Yeah, no, this is uh, uh, this is yeah. This is this is now real you know, stage. I, I will be thinking about you a lot on Sunday evening. <laughs> I'm not. You're in my head. <laughs> I will be thinking about That's you like that. all Sunday evening. Check out Drew every day on Bet the Edge. Check him out Thursday evening uh, for his NFL award show wa- honors watch along. For Drew Dinsick, for Danny Carter, I'm Patrick Darty. Thank you for listening and joining us on Radio Row. We'll be back Wednesday. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.